Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. Is something wrong with your headset? No. Oh, okay. You I was, I was seeing if there was a right side and a left oh, side to actually okay. wear it properly. Gotcha. Okay. But... I was like, what? Did you like? Did you lose sound? Like, what happened? <laughs> no. Um, good uh, thing we only sit six inches away from each other. But anyway, um, <laughs> we... <laughs> back on topic, Mike. Mm-hmm. Jeez, be professional. Uh, we got a loaded, for, loaded show for you guys today once again. Um, apologies for not getting the most recent episode of the Knockout Hour posted. Uh, your boy here uh, decided um, that he could not do that because he was not home. So it's a bit of a yeah. challenge there. So we yeah, we had that, we had a dual rough time. Yeah. One of us wasn't home. The other one was playing Spider Man Two. <laughs> so next there week, was failures on both sides, yeah. but yeah. we do have a lot of post UFC two ninety four yes. to talk about. Right, um, Volkanovski getting kicked right in the head and getting knocked out, yeah. and a new middleweight contender. A lot to talk about. Yeah. So so be on the lookout for that. Shoot guys. for that. That'll be out later this week. Yeah. So looking forward to that as well. You guys are doing a great job out there. Um, so if you guys are interested in more UFC coverage than we've ever covered before on the show, well, we got you covered now. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for the next episode of the Knockout Hour, hosted by, of course, the Merc Zone himself. But uh, we got a loaded show for you guys today. Obviously, we've got uh, we got some basketball coming in today, right? We mm-hmm. have the new start of the NBA season. It mm-hmm. is upon us for us Pistons fans. You're just like, maybe we just skip a year. I don't know. but uh, <laughs> I think we've been asking the last couple of years. Pretty much. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. rough. It's rough out here. Um, we're also talking the Red Wings hot start, starting out to a solid 4-1 start of the year. We've got uh, a wrestling check-in, and then we're also talking Michigan-Michigan State to end the show today. Um, if you're looking for Lions coverage, that's going to be coming in a couple weeks here, uh, post-Baltimore, post uh Raiders game because they'll be on a bye so we'll do a really nice overview of where the Lions are at and we'll just kind of do an overall check in on the NFL that'll be right around when the trade deadline happens as well Mike we're on the cusp of that Mm -hmm. Um, so if there's any big trades that happen between now and the end of the I think it's end on I think the 30th right 31st 31st so it's the the day after that Monday night game right so we'll be right on that as well barring you know some big moves happening uh, at the trade deadline yeah exactly so lots of stuff coming your way guys over the next couple weeks but Mike let's jump in Start of the NBA season is upon us once again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw one power ranking out there. Your Detroit Pistons are, I think, 29th out of like 30 or something like that, like to start the year. And I'm like, how dare they? How dare they have no faith in the Monty Williams system? Mm. Whatever that is. Yeah. I don't know, but it's there. I think that would be a little low. Yeah, I don't think it's – I don't think – listen, it, we're not going to spend a ton of time on Pistons. We're going to kind of take a new take on this. But overall, if Cade Cunningham can stay healthy, he's got to be worth at least 10 wins, right? Yeah. Just kind of on his own. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's yeah. me overshooting anything, no, no. right? So at bar minimum, you're not worse than you are last year, right? Yeah. So, and you're getting your best player back. That that should probably help a little, you know? Oh, 100%. Um, so looking forward to seeing that. You know, I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole in the Pistons. You know, they're, they're, they're clearly far away in the East right now. Uh, but I kind of want to take a new take on this, Mike. You know, we talk about previews of the, of the seasons, and rather than kind of focusing on one team, especially a team like the Pistons that are still in firm rebuild mode at this point, yes, they hopefully have their coach of the future. Mm-hmm. They're paying him a gajillion dollars, so he better be. Um, and you hopefully nice. have a couple guys that you're building around. I want to kind of talk about the league as a whole. Ooh. And so we're going to kind of go through, Mike, and we're going to kind of give you – you're going to give the Merck Zone – Early season predictions, right? You're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna do your best good version of Skip Bayless and just pull stuff out of your ass here. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we'd like to do so, out here. Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna go through some awards 
for the NBA year, and I want you to tell me, Mike, okay. going into the year, who's the favorite? Who are you picking? Who are you voting for on uh, on some of these individual awards? And obviously, we're going to pick an NBA champion um, mm-hmm. right off the top, right? So um, I think one of the first ones that we probably want to talk about is the rookie of the year. That's probably the easiest one to probably predict. Um, but who is going to be your rookie of the year? Is it going to be... Uh, a Sir Thompson, and tell me why it is, you know, because he's averaging eight rebounds a game in preseason, Mike. So, I mean, at that point, I don't know how you don't pick him. Yeah. And so I will also, um, for the listeners, yeah. uh, as we go through these, I'm on FanDuel right now, and mm-hmm. I'll give you okay. the top, like, five okay. for these spots, mm-hmm. just so you guys that we, have, we all have an understanding of where mm-hmm. kind of Vegas thinks that they're going to be at, and mm-hmm. then I'll give you my take on it. Okay. Um, rookie of the year here. Uh, obviously, the favorites and uh, shocker to no one. Spoiler alert: yeah. Victor Wembanyama will probably Stunned. end up being Rookie of the Year, Stunned. barring crazy injury mm-hmm. or barring yep. something catastrophic happening to his game right. in the next right. four months or mm-hmm. six months or whatever it be. Mm-hmm. Um, Chet Holmgren is at, uh, is next there. Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, and Amon Thompson are your top five. Okay, now. Victor's at a minus one thirty five to win it. Chet Holmgren in second is at plus three eighty. So wow. it's a very big, big yeah, gap wow. there. Then you're looking at Scoot at plus four seventy, and then you're getting to Brandon Miller who's at plus three thousand, basically. Okay. Okay. So they're they're thinking Victor heavy margin, and I can't necessarily disagree Listen, with that. As long as he plays eighty two games and starts yeah. or seventy games, I don't even put eighty two on it. Yeah. If he starts seventy games and I think the just, I think so to, to, for technicality yeah. reasons, I think the number set is sixty five. Sixty five. Okay. I think he has to play sixty five. So as long as he award. qualifies and he is just not the worst player we've ever seen, I don't see how he doesn't win it. Exactly. Unless like Scoot or somebody is just like if someone has like takes him to the playoffs, and, yeah. You know if mean? someone has like a LeBron first year where it's yeah. like, oh, he's averaging like twenty four off the gate, right. which I can't imagine any of these guys doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be Victor. If you're gonna, you should bet the house on Victor right. to win Rookie of the Year. I think it's so. Here, here's one that doesn't matter, but I'm gonna ask you just to see if Fanduel has it. All Star Game MVP. They do. There's not no have way. No one, no. I was gonna say. I thought so. <laughs> Can no. you imagine? No, and that'd be, that'd be, be I mean, that, that, that's that's always a tough one because it's yeah. like who who put up ninety that day? Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, it's it's never going to be a top top star anymore because yep. those guys aren't going to try hard. Mm-hmm. So like last year was Jason Tatum, yep, and that's like the ballpark of guy it would be right. is like a guy who's like right outside the top five players in basketball yeah. that try enough to get that award. Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone that could do it's like a Damian Lillard. Oh yeah. Right, you know, sure. Shy George's Alexander, yeah. like some of these guys who are like mm-hmm. cusp of being top five, top ten guys, okay. who are just like I could have like a nice thirty-five point game here and and, okay. and win the award. But uh, I'm not gonna ask about six man just because it's kind of hard to predict. We don't know lineups okay. just uh, yet. Yeah, so Fanduel has so, and this one's actually really competitive. So I'll just yeah. bring it up real quickly. So they have Norman Powell, mm-hmm. Emmanuel Quickly, Malik Monk, Malcolm Brogdon, and Chris Paul. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, the defending six man of the year. Yes. Uh, they're, but they're all at plus 900 or higher. Yeah. So Vegas doesn't know. Right. So you don't know gonna, lineups. You yet. don't know lineups. You don't know starters. But those are the five. Okay. And Drew Holiday is the sixth on that list. So gotcha. all those guys are kind of in the ballpark to win it. But no one knows. Okay. Um, you want Is the defensive player of the year? 
Okay, let's yeah. do defensive player of the year. All right, defensive player of the year. So we got the top five standing here. So we got Jaron Jackson Jr., yep. Evan Mobley, Anthony Davis, Giannis, and Bam Adebayo. Yeah, Jaron Jackson won it last year. Yeah, Jaron Jackson's plus 500 is the favorite. Then Mobley's mm-hmm. 700, Anthony Davis 850, yeah, Giannis 850, and Bam is at 1,200. Yeah. Anthony Davis is going to have to play enough games to he qualify for that, and I don't think he he's will. He's never going to do that. Um, if he plays more than 55 games a year, I'll be, thr- I'll be, I'll be yeah. thrilled as a Lakers fan. This one feels like an Evan Mobley. Mobley win. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, I mean, Giannis obviously will mm-hmm. have say mm-hmm. in that because he'll probably be guarding primary defender or primary offensive threat on mm-hmm. most teams, right. especially without Drew Holiday being there anymore. Right. Um, Jaron Jackson won it last year. Anthony Davis, like we said, I don't think plays enough games. And Bam, I think the whole team is just a defensive team, so it's hard to individually put right. Bam the there. Itself when the is scheme just, is a very yeah. defensive-oriented, all five guys are important team. Right. Right. Uh, I think Evan Mobley... Being that uh, de- interior presence mm-hmm. on a team that's very offensive oriented, I think Evan Mobley probably has a good shot at winning it. All right, and he's not the favorite to win it, so yeah. you can get some good value on it. If how you about want. how about MIP Most Improved Player? You got a guy in mind that sticks out to you? Like so this one's interesting. I actually <laughs> talking about Pistons talk. Yeah, I think there's a strong argument yeah. that Cade Cunningham could yeah. be the most important. Now, Absolutely, the list right now has Mikel Bridges. Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole, Kate Cunningham, Anthony Simons, and Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. The the lowest guy on there is Mikel Bridges at plus 1,000. Okay. So you can right. win a lot of money yeah. if you get the right person here. <laughs> I think Cade, coming off the injury and not playing a lot the last couple of years, I think he could have mm-hmm. the breakout season as a star player on the Pistons. Yep. And if he gets up to... 26 points a game, yep. something crazy like right. that, yeah. off of his you know 21 points last year or whatever, mm-hmm. what, 22 it was last year. Right. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Cade winning most improved player. That's necessary that he wasn't good normally. It's no, just but he has to play the injury, the, the full season, you know, you're up in your stats. You're, you're taking that He next needs step. at minimal to play 70-plus games mm-hmm. and yep. um, needs to be effective in 70-plus games. For so. sure. Um, any other ones that you want to go into besides the big one? Uh, so was there anything else on here? Not necessarily. So on here they have NBA clutch player of the year, which yeah, is I like, yeah. you know, that, I mean, those are your Damian Lillard, Shy Dorges, yeah. Darian Fox. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Damian Lillard probably will win that one. If I'm Yeah. Lillard's going to get something this year just because he's going to play free. Yeah. And I think an interesting one, even though we might not know a lot about it, is yeah. coach of the year. Yeah. For I sure. think that's yep. interesting. I think. Depending on how well the Pistons could do, Monty could be in that running if they have a really great year. I could see somebody like uh, Popovich getting it again because mm-hmm. of when you know when going from number one overall to right. if you make a playoff maybe being a fringe playing game like thing where it's like oh wow it's like Victor and a whole bunch of scrubs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's either going to be one of those guys yeah. or it's usually just the team with the best record who's right. like the best team. Right. And I think you know you're looking at your Jokic like the Nuggets, yeah. the Bucks, mm-hmm. or you know the the Celtics. Right. Like those right. three teams, just because of their roster construction and everything, I think they'll have the best records in basketball. So it'll be like, okay, yep. one of these three teams probably right. will stand it. The, the lifeless soul that's standing on the Lakers sideline while LeBron calls the plays. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> oh, Darvin Ham. I'm sorry. He has yeah, a name. Oh, he yeah, has sorry, a name. He, Mike. A name. he yeah, has a name. Yeah. Um, all right, Mike, big one. You don't one. think it's going to be Frank Vogel? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Where's he at now? He's in uh, Phoenix. Phoenix? That's yes. right, yeah. He's I going. mean, listen, if I mean they could have the the record to do it. That's true. But That's true. I don't know if could it be comeback coach of the year? Is that is that a thing? 
<laughs> going for the bottom now we're here, baby. Let's go. Um, he earned his stripes, okay? When you're the head coach of the Orlando Magic at one point, you deserve mm-hmm. a run with a championship, okay? Sure. Um, he won a championship. <laughs> yeah. terrible. Okay. Just yeah, terrible. Crazy guy. He made Roy Hibbert a good player for like three seasons, okay? He did. Yeah. 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 Pacers were that threat to the Heat. Don't you forget it. <laughs> Don't you forget it, <laughs> They all right? were. They won a game once. Um, they did win yeah. two games yeah. once, actually. Yeah. Rick Carlisle's there now. They're, good all, for they're Paul. all loving their life. Yeah, good for Paul George. Yeah, that was when he was actually good. dangling the leg off his... Ooh, <laughs> oh, I was going to say too soon, but that was forever ago, but yeah, still say, too soon. Yeah, well. That's tough. Every Clipper fan is like, yeah, whatever he just said. It's not good. Uh, MVP, Mike. Who's your MVP? Yeah. This one is... Luka Doncic. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> I do want to say it. <laughs> let me tell you. So the so the ranking right now. So Jokic, Jokic is gotta be the favorite. His favorite at plus yeah. four thirty. Luca's second. Giannis is third. Jason Tatum's fourth. Joel Embiid's five, and Steph six, um, which sounds about right. Yeah. Um, yep. I I think it. I think it could be Luca. Yeah. I think it's Luca. I year. think it should be Luca's year. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at like how the voters, so like Jokic already has two. Mm. Giannis has two. Right. Steph's got a couple. Um, Steph has a couple. So those guys, yeah. it, it's going to take like – like he, they have to be yeah. far and away the best player to get a third and fourth MVP. Yeah, MVP just feels like, hey, did you have a really good year and you don't have one yet? Let's give it to you. And, and it, yeah. it's unfortunate it is. Yeah. So if you don't have one and you're like one of the best players, they're like, all right, we have to get you at least one. Right. So Jokic and Giannis got that one. Right. The next year's they have awesome years, so they get a second one. But you never get the three-peat. No. So even if you're – like, listen, right. last year, everyone argued that Jokic, and I think he had, I think he probably should have, yeah. but I think the previous couple, he shouldn't have won. Right. And so right. I was like, I'd, I would have been okay giving it to him last year, but not a three-peat, because right. only Larry Bird's ever done that, yeah. and... It's Larry Bird. It's Larry Bird. Yeah. So, um, Joel winning home. it, I can't imagine Joel's going to win it again, no. uh, especially with the, with the Dude, roster. the 76ers are, a, are a, a dumpster fire of a team that's still going to make the playoffs and be competitive, yeah. but I don't They'll be like, but like, like they have to be a, a top four seed in the East. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get to that necessarily. Yeah, Nick Nurse is their new head coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's Luca's year. I, I think, think it's going to go crazy. I think he's going to have another year underneath that system. He's going to have Kyrie now, so he's going to see a little more single yeah. coverage. Like, there's just a lot of things that you would say. Okay, it's pointing in the direction of, wow, he's really averaging like 32 a night, huh? Or you know, yeah. like, where it's just something stupid where you go, you just never out of it. They're not gonna. I don't think they're and necessarily going to be in that championship window just yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could be wrong, uh, but like I don't necessarily think so. But, but you know where you're at in the West, and if he gets hot enough, right? Like he pushed a good Clippers team to the brink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and like he's he's done things where you go, okay, he kind of takes over yeah. games on his he's, own. He's he's getting to the point where you can't necessarily count them out yeah. if you have him. Right, and those are your MVPs. Right. Are, the Joel Embiid's, Giannis, Jokic, LeBron's, yep. where you go, okay, Steph Curry's, KD's. Like, if you have this guy on your team, yep. I can't go, you're out yet. Right. right? Like, you, you're you still in that contention. And so I think Luka's at that point where it's like, okay, they play the Suns in the first round. I go, sure, the Suns are probably better, but I can't count you out yet. So right. I think Luka's at that point and should get one. Uh, last one I got for you, and this is more of a team one, right? Mm-hmm. Who is your? I'm gonna ask you this: Who's your favorite finals for the matchup, right? Mm-hmm. Like who who we got coming out of the East? Who you got coming out of the West right now? 
Um, it feels very much sometimes like the NBA is, is kind of like a, a sport of like the run, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense, right? Like, okay, we're on a, we're on a run right now in this moment of time, right? We're like, you see in other sports, whether it's the NFL or baseball or something like you can have the best roster, the highest payroll it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make that run, right? Yeah, yeah. Ask the Dodgers, the Yankees, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and similar to the NFL, right? Talk to, you know, the Mahomes of the world. They're not in the Super Bowl every single year. Basketball, on the other hand, in some capacity feels like, okay, if you just broke through that glass ceiling, there's a good chance you're kind of going to be in that final four group of guys, you know teams again, sure. assuming things didn't implode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is it the Nuggets for you coming out of the West again? Is it the Suns now that they've kind of mm-hmm. re- re-evaluated and kind of got their bench situation hopefully figured out? Is it the Warriors? The Lakers going to make one last try at it before you know LeBron <laughs> finally apart. goes, this is terrible? Yeah. Um. So in the West, I think I have two, there's – I'm competing with two teams. Okay. I think it's Nuggets or Lakers. Okay. I think it's what I I lean Nuggets at the moment because yeah. the Lakers or the Nuggets showed it last year. Yeah. So I can't just be like, oh yeah, Lakers because yeah. I have no bias to stand on on that right. yeah. outside of I like LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, like the Nuggets beat you and beat you pretty handily. I mean, when yeah. you get swept, even all the games are competitive. Right. Like still a sweep. They they you weren't there. So right. Right. Um, I say the Nuggets are probably the favorite for me coming out of the West, even though I think the Lakers have the best roster to put up a fight against them. Yeah. I think on the Eastern side, it's Celtics bucks. Yeah, pretty much. That's it's, about it's, it. There's a, there is a class in the East and then everything else. As, everything else. Like, like there's like teams like Cleveland yeah. and Philly that are yeah. like the Miami. second tier Miami that are like, we can compete with you yeah. sometimes, right. but like there's two teams mm-hmm. and it feels like everybody else on the Eastern side. Yeah. Um, my, the finals matchup I want to see the most is Nuggets Bucks. Okay. Yeah, Jokic and Giannis. Jokic versus Giannis. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be fun for a multitude of reasons. One, the games would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. And two, I think it would be the definitive stamp on who's the best player in basketball right now. Yeah, absolutely. No, because uh, we talk, I, I've brought up at nauseum that their last five years right. have been practically the same, mm-hmm. just intertwined in different ways. Right. They right. both have two MVPs, won one championship, like mm-hmm. a lot of the same stuff. Early they, playoff exits. Early playoff exits. They both have yeah. first and second round exits. Like everything's very linear mm-hmm. in the last five years. If they match up in year six of this linear mm-hmm. and be like, all right, who's actually better? Yeah. If Jokic wins, I can't sit here and go, yeah, Giannis is still better than him. Right. right. So like, do, do, who I, do I, you have right now as your best player in the world? Do you have it at Giannis? I have it at Giannis. Okay. But if Jokic went out and beat Giannis head to head, I can't sit here and yeah. go, oh yeah, it's Giannis. For does, this reason. does Jokic need to win a, another championship for him to overtake? Let's just say, let's say the Bucks lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Mm-hmm. Say Jason Tatum goes crazy, um, and, but the, say the Nuggets get that second championship in a row. Does that yeah. put Jokic then yeah. above Giannis yeah. at that point? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested. I, I I'm pretty fascinated with what the Suns are going to look like this year. You know, new head coach. Um, your, your depth has been kind of revitalized a little bit. You get DeAndre Ayton's suck ass out of there, right? You've got a whole year of KD and Booker together. Bradley right? Beal. Bradley Beal's there now, right? You've, you've basically expedited whatever Chris Paul fall off. You got rid of him completely, yeah. right? You're able to get that. I'm, I'm fascinated with that. I think the Lakers are going to be interesting, right? You made all those late season moves, and you kind of made a push there, and it just, watching those games, like, okay, D'Angelo Russell could be a threat, but he's just, He's having that James Harden Game 7 type mm-hmm. series, right? Yeah. Um, some of the other guys that you were kind of hoping were going to play bigger parts for you defensively didn't happen, and Anthony Davis didn't play particularly well. Yeah, I think 
the Lakers, like you said, they yeah. made so many moves at the trade deadline and everything that the team never really felt like they meshed. Yeah. They kind of just like put people together. And That's like, a problem with way I feel like a LeBron James team it is, is though a lot of ways where it's like, okay, well, we're going to make a flurry of moves to get us there and we're going to hope that LeBron can just kind of twill us like, to the title. 2018 Cleveland is the epitome of that yeah. where they had like Dwayne Wade and all yeah. these other guys on the team at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Their team looked completely different. Right. And right. they went because these are a group of guys that LeBron could probably carry mm-hmm. to a. They all do extent. one thing really well, right? Whether it's a three point shot, whether it's a, okay, he's really good defensively, yeah. so he's going to shut down their best players, so LeBron can play, you know, yeah. take they some get, plays yeah, off. They got they got rid of like the Derrick Roses and D yeah. Wade's for like George Hill and Rodney Hood, who right. did the things that they right. needed exactly. them to do. Let's better. get Jordan Clarkson here. Why? Well, he's just a high effort guy. Let's get yeah. Kyle Corver. Why? Because he sits in the corner and shoots threes. threes. Right. And they did all of that stuff. And so I felt like that's what happened last year yeah, where they sure. were like this roster with Russell Westbrook we have mm-hmm. is not going to do it we get rid of him bring in all these defensive guys mm-hmm. and shooters and whatever and then they find him but they weren't able to mesh it together in time because of LeBron and AD's injuries yep. so when the playoffs happened the Nuggets were just a more collective team yep. and were able to take advantage of them mm-hmm. I think having the whole offseason having this team together yep. I think makes the Lakers a legitimate threat I don't know if they're better than the Nuggets, right? But I think they're a threat to let them. Me, last question I want to ask about this one, um, and it's not necessarily like championship or bust or anything like that. But give me a team that people aren't talking about or are kind of down on mm-hmm. that you think could be a legitimate threat in the NBA. Not like okay, they're going to make it to the finals, but what's a team where you go, this team's better than you think it is, mm-hmm. right? But not enough people are talking about it. Do you have a team in mind? It doesn't, I, whatever conference, but... I, I think legitimately, yeah. from what they showed last year, mm-hmm. I think the Kings could be competitive. Okay, yeah, coach of the year, They right? have a coach of the year. Yep. Sabonis kind of didn't show up in the right. late terms of that Warrior series, yep. but he's a generally a really good player. And Darren Fox is awesome. Right. Like, they take the Warriors to seven games. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't think they would have beat the Lakers. I don't think no. either one of those teams beat the Lakers no. after that round anyway. Right. But I do think that both of those teams, like, I think I think both of those teams, but everyone talks about the Warriors. Mm. So I think the Kings are a team that I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. They play a Memphis yeah. or even, like, a Dallas or something in the first round. Mm-hmm. Could maybe find an upset somewhere, and right. they're in the second round right. against the Lakers. Pushing and it's like, oh, you can push them. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they can necessarily do much more past that, but... Yeah. Could push a second round yeah. that no one's talking about. Yeah. The Kings could. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That's a good answer for sure. A team that I definitely I wasn't begging the Kings, so you know. <laughs> By any stretch of yeah. I was like, I, I, I was I, like, I didn't have one in mind either. Yeah. I was just like, I you know, because you're you got your ear to the ground a lot more than I do. So I was just fascinated to kind of see like, yeah, you know, based on the, roster. the East is hard because I don't think they're like I think Cleveland. God, they're pe- just so bad. Yeah, like Cleveland people talk about the Sixers. Yeah. People talk about Miami. People talk about and those are the five teams outside of the Bucks and Celtics. Like, those five mm-hmm. are the only ones I think have any... You're telling me the Charlotte Hornets aren't going to make a run, Mike? Charlotte, like, Come Brooklyn, on. like, yeah. all these teams, I don't think have any juice to make any kind of run. No. So I'm like, there's no one there. No. I think the West, at least the Kings or, like, the Warriors or someone like that could, like, yeah. Dallas even, because people don't think they're going to make it that far, right. even with Luka. It's like, I think those teams could shock the Lakers well, you've or got shock an, yeah, the Nuggets. Yeah, because you've got enough ammunition behind it you've got you know legit talent on those teams yeah. right? like top five at their respective positions exactly in some capacity where like some of these teams in the east you go okay like jimmy butler's great <laughs> yes you know what i mean but like he okay. is the son of michael jordan right yeah he's apparently michael the best yeah but like 
you after that you're like, okay, Tyler Hero. Okay. She's you know good. What I mean? Yeah, he's fine. You know, like Adebayo, yeah, he's, you know, good. he can shoot within three feet, right? Uh, you know, uh, the ghost of, uh, who's the point guard there uh, from Toronto? Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Kyle Lowry. You know, yeah. you got the ghost of whatever is left of that career, mm-hmm. you know, at point. It, it's just, it's not the same. It's not 100%. the same. You don't have one guy who's going to take over. Jimmy Butler, despite some great, great playoff appearances, is not necessarily known as the guy where he's going to go, oh, I'm just going to take over a whole series. Is it weird? Like, Jimmy Butler feels like kind of like the Joe Burrow for football, where it's like, he doesn't like do anything crazy, yeah. but somehow he just wins all the time. Yeah, he's just always in that. He's just like yeah. always there in like yeah. the late stages of the playoffs, yeah. but he's not throwing for like seven touchdowns every game. Like, he's no. just like a steady <laughs> figure out there. Based on this year, he's not throwing for any touchdowns this year. <laughs> until he, so, but, there's, but then yeah. there's somehow like three and three right. going after into a bye. And after starting out, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're just never out of it. Yeah. Yeah, like the I mean the the Heat were the nine seed right. in the East last year, and they had to win two play-in games to go play the Bucks because they're them. steady. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Justin like, Herbert is the um, look is, at look at yeah. me like right highlight yes, girl guy. Exactly, he is the Jason Tatum right where yeah. Tatum was going to put up fifty one night, and then he's going to go put up eighteen on six for twelve, you know, 12, 25 shooting, and you go. Ugh, that wasn't great. You know what yeah. I mean? But we kind of got to defer but to him. But Jimmy's always exactly. 12 for 20. Exactly. He's like, I'm just going to give you my 30. No, 100%. And that's it. I was yeah. just like thinking about that. I was no, like, it's, 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 a, it's, a dra- it's a great comp because, you know, you see these t- quarterbacks, right? And I think that's why a guy like Jared Goff has been kind of starting to get some national love because similarly, right, He I'm, he's not Joe Burrow. But statistically, right, and over the last 17 games, the Lions have the third best record in the NFL, yep. right? And it's because you're playing mistake-free football, Right, you're not turning the ball over. You're you're just taking what the defense gives you. You've been explosive at times, and you're you're just playing at a really high level. That's what re- requires to win in the NFL. Similar to the NBA, yeah, you're going to see Steph put up ninety one day, but then the other day, right, you're like, okay, well, the three's not falling today. Mm-hmm. It's you always know what you're going to get out of Jimmy Butler every single night. Is here's your twenty eight, yeah. and you're good, you know, mm-hmm. and he's your best defensive player. So it's a it's definitely. Um, Something. Yeah, exactly. And then you have the albatrosses like Jokic who are just, you know. Yeah, Jokic's are like your Mahomes who are just Jesus. every night. They're yeah. just an anomaly. Unless they play that good. stout Detroit Lions defense. But, you know, it's not <laughs> <laughs> I say that two hours later, Lamar throws for six touchdowns. But yeah. we'll get there. Um, all right, let's shift up a little a good, bit. It is a decently good front seven. Yeah. The back end. Wait, listen. They're they're, they're playing. They're playing. They tried. Yeah. They, they tried their butts off. Yeah, listen. Jerry Jacobs, all right. <laughs> Lockdown. Lock down, okay. <laughs> Cam Sutton, though, low key has been locked. Yeah, down no, this year. Cam Sutton has yeah. been good. It's the other guys. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Brian Branch you. is back this week. When All Will right, Harris gets you. out there, I go hard pass. Oh, hard okay. pass. Yeah. Oh, there's 25. There's his guy. Wow, that's a touchdown. <laughs> but then they drop. But he loves his flexibility. No, no. <laughs> the thing is, they either they put Will Harris on him, but then somehow they either drop it or the quarterback yeah. overthrows him every single time. I feel, just, like, I feel like you're trying to, like, cherry-pick that Tampa game a little bit here. Well, I was cherry-picking the Tampa with the Chiefs game. Yeah. I was combining both of those yeah. into Well, examples. it's because you have such dynamic pressure from the likes of Isaiah Bugs and Benito Jones, okay? Mm-hmm. Pro bowlers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> On the Lions. How, yeah. how awesome is Derek Barnes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but, like, Elaine McNeil had, like, 37 pressures. Yeah. Remember okay. when Malcolm Rodriguez was out there for, like, a play? Yeah, yeah, Malcolm Rodriguez. He's a special teamer now. That's how good Derek Barnes is playing. Think of that. Mm-hmm. It's just switch roles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Jack Campbell? Dead. I will say this, though. 
Brian Brand's legit. Probably could be rookie of the year. He defensive he, he rookie of the year. Like seriously, they, like give me another chance. guy. I mean, offensively, it's Strouds. It, like he's gonna just run away with it at Absolutely. this point because there's not a receiver crazy and Bryce Young struggling. Mm-hmm. So like, but like legit, give me another defensive yeah, player right I'd now. To, like, I legitimately have to walk through and like yeah. look at it. But like Brian Branch, pretty damn good. kind of dog. Yeah. He's, he's going to have to like play the rest of the season though and not yes, get hurt again. But like the re- if he plays the rest of the season, could be good. Yeah, I know we're not talking about today because obviously by the time everyone hears this, but if Lions beat Baltimore, everyone's going to lose their minds. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's already losing their minds. They're a all kind of losing. I mean, five and one's five and one, but yeah. at the same time, you're like, oh boy, you go on the road and be a good Baltimore team. Shit's about to get Kool Aid. If it's not flowing, yeah, it, it's gonna be because yeah. then you go home, you come home on Monday night against the Raiders. <laughs> oh, oh, that's scary. <laughs> Seven and one, you're like, uh, they, they might, they, and then they, you still have to play Chicago and Denver. <laughs> it's three more wins right off the top. Yeah. Insane. All right, let's just focus though. Let's get on the ice rink. Let's talk some uh NHL hockey. Let's Hell talk yeah. some Detroit Red Wings. You're four and one. Yeah. Now they Red do Wings. play tonight on Sunday. Yeah, well, let's just so assume. We'll just, easy dubs. Easy All right. dubs. Five I, don't, I don't even Nightmare. know who they're playing. Doesn't matter. Ain't, ain't care. Mike's gonna look it up. I'll for look us. it up for you. Just uh, um, yeah, it was, it's gonna be you know somebody ridiculous, and I'm like, or yeah. or not, you know. Or uh, not. They play Boston. The, the or Flames, who are Calgary? two, two, yeah, two, two and one okay. as of yeah. the recording. I'm gonna right say now. that's a dub. I'm gonna say that's a dub. Yeah. Are they home or are they away? They're at home. They're home? Oh, yeah, it's a dub. Yeah. Um, are home, yeah. But the the real reason why we're talking about these guys, and Mike made a good point uh, pre-show, it was like, look, we don't do a ton of wings and a ton of, like, Tigers and stuff because it's a lot of times it's been hard to kind of been, like, you know, excited about this. However, the times we have, it's when we're really tuned in. We're like, okay, hey, man, you know, like last year, the wings were in the thick of it three-quarters of the way through the season. Yeah. And then, you know, shit fell to hell. Sure. But, you know, you're looking at this Wings team, and man, the offensive production by this Detroit Red Wings team to start off the season has been phenomenal. And the 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 number one thing that I am seeing is the line with Larkin, DeBrinket, and Lucas Raymond. Right? A that line has been super efficient, but you are immediately seeing the dividends of an Alex DeBrinket mm-hmm. because. Not only, I think he's got three or four goals already, right? But the impact he's having on Dylan Larkin, who leads the league in points right now, has been something where we have not seen this level of offensive offensive efficiency since like 2011, mm-hmm. right? You're seeing the dividends of having a guy like Alex Dabrinkit that people have to account for, and even then is a legit Sniper. He is a goal scorer. I don't give a shit what he does defensively. He is a goal scorer. And this is the first time in Dylan Larkin's entire Red Wings career that he has ever had somebody else where he can go, no, no, you take the shot. Mm-hmm. And it and it's a, oh, I'm confident in what I'm doing right now. Yeah. They have depth. They're playing, they're playing fast. I thought the New Jersey game, they didn't. But every other game this year, I thought they've played fast. I thought they played physical. And you're having everybody contribute. Gossesberry, Kofer, um, Valeno's even looked decent. And I don't even like Joe Valeno. Like, Lucas Raymond's benefiting from playing with those guys. David Perron going to the second line now is helping a guy like Joe Valeno a ton. Just, there's a lot to like about this Red Wings team right now. Mm -hmm. And their power play right now is at 50%, Mike. Think about that. Every time they go on the power play, it is a coin flip of whether or not they're going to score. That is insane. And obviously, it's not going to continue. Give me your thoughts on what you've seen just early on from this team. Because I'm very encouraged. 
And it's nice to know you've got a couple superstars on your team where you go, okay, when we need when we need a play, we got a couple guys yeah. that can hang, kind of hang in there. Yeah, I mean that was that was kind of the thing I I pitched you about yeah. so we could talk about this yeah, yeah. was they're scoring. I mean through their first five games here, they scored three, six, four, six, and five. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just an outscoring number of points. Yeah. in hockey. And I think their offense is just so light. They're humming right now. They're humming. They're humming on every cylinder. Yeah. Um, we did make a promise of if this team is good, we'll talk about them more on a yeah. week to week or bi weekly basis. Yeah. And I think at least at this point, it's so it's going to be a topic you guys are going to be hearing. Yeah. Maybe for the next couple of weeks if they Hopefully. keep playing like this because. I mean, they're playing some great hockey right now. Mm-hmm. They're tied for, or there's the second best record on their on mm-hmm. their side. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just well, so and, efficient and doing so so well right and, now. And here's the other thing too, right? I know we're, we're we're you know five six games in or whatever, but the I think the the key portion of this is they're starting fast, mm-hmm. right? It, you know, and we talked about this with the Lions. We've talked about this even with like the Tigers and stuff. Where if you if it, you're you're behind the eight ball early, it's so hard to put together a 12-game stretch where you win 11 out of 12, right? Mm-hmm. Where now, right, if if they start out the year, let's just say 10 and 3, mm-hmm. roughly, right? Let's say, on you know, they start 10 and 3, you're like, okay, we're an eighth of the way through the year, right? Yeah. And and we're, we're in good shape, you know what I mean? So you, you can afford, you know, and this is too, right? Robbie Fabry, first game, out. Now he's out for four weeks. Like they've got depth of guys. You're not even talking about the the Bergerins or the um the Marco Caspers of the world that are ready to go mm-hmm. but are getting more ice time in Grand Rapids. So they're just sitting buying their time. The Nate Danielson, their first round pick this year, had a great preseason. He's not on the team. Why? Because they just have too many guys, guys ready to yeah. go, right? Yeah. You know, you got young defensemen and like a Jake Wallman or a Mo Sider, right? You've got these veteran guys like a Gossespierre who's been really, really good for them on the power play, especially. And then you've got guys like David Perron who are just like, how do I get the puck to these guys, right? Mm-hmm. How do I get the puck to you? And then you see a guy like Lucas Raymond who's benefiting from having an Alex Dabrinkit on that other wing where he can play free. It's just there's a lot to like about this team. I do have some concerns um, defensively, right? I know they got up on big on Pittsburgh, and then you know it was a close game again before yeah. they kind of shut the door. Same thing against Tampa. Um, I'm very fascinated to see how they manage their goalie situation, right? Huso was brought in on a three-year deal from St. Louis to kind of get another chance at being the guy. Um, started out really hot last year kind of fell off towards the end this year so far has not looked fantastic. Um, I'm very interested to kind of see how they, how they react defensively once the offensive production kind of regresses back to the mean a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're not going to average five goals a night. I mean, as as nice as that would be. (laughs) Right. Um, So that's something to really look at and look forward to, you know, but I think early dividends from Eiserman going out there being aggressive in free agency and going hey we got to we got to build some depth here we got to have some guys ready to go it's you're starting to see it right mm-hmm. you're seeing it at at the at the very start of the season and it's it's hopefully something you can kind of carry on because you got nothing but veterans on this team you got a couple young guys but you got a lot of veterans where you go hey look we've been there we've been to the dance when you have Andrew Kopp as your third center now you bumped everybody else down the line basically mm-hmm. It just it makes everything, and you don't have this massive drop off, In right? Town, yeah. Right, you know, David Perron not being on the first line anymore helps the second line, which then filters. It's just it just works 
way better than it has. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited. We are going to be talking more wings. I do think they're a playoff team. Anything after that, just dandy. But I think they can get there. I think they're going to be right in the thick of it with the teams like Ottawa, um, who are kind of in the same boat as them. It's going to be it's going to be a dogfight. But I do think mm-hmm. I mean shit. Half the teams in the NHL make the playoffs. Like, That's true. Get it done. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but very, 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 very exciting early returns. Um, all right, let's shift focus here. Let's do our our weekly wrestling check in, Mike. Got a couple news and notes. Um, starting out, we have new undisputed WWE tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Immediately after we said, well, you know, they'll probably hold it until <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. <laughs> that was on my mind. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's unfortunate. Um, Judgment Day wins the tag titles back. Rumors of new tag titles going to be debuting soon. So mm-hmm. if you're a belt fan like myself, that's always exciting news. Mm-hmm. My wallet does not thank me. Um, it does not. <laughs> um, but your cabinets does. Yeah, no kidding. I got to buy another one. It's pretty, it's getting, it's getting, I, I literally have no spots right yeah, now to, yeah. to fill. Nothing. Um, but yeah, new tag champs on the on the uh, on the WWE side from the AEW side, right? We had another battle of the belts this week, which was a show, a show. It mm-hmm. it, it happened. Um, but I think the biggest news I think coming out of the wrestling world, at least right now, has to be TNA is back. What right? is TNA? TNA total nonstop action, not the vulgar TNA because TNA means something else too. Mm. But total nonstop action is back. Mm. Never really left, but it's kind of back. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. So Impact Wrestling has their Bound for Glory show yesterday, right? You, by all accounts, you said it was a pretty darn good show. It was not bad, yeah. Um, it was pretty solid. But at the end of the night, Scott Demore, head of creative, all that good stuff come out and says, letters, TNA, coming back. They're going to be officially known once again as total nonstop action. The Impact name, I guess, is going to go back to the show, which is what it originally started as. Zone, yep, yeah. yep. Going to have some uh, some more money, I guess, into production, into maybe having a new studio show and all that kind of stuff. Going to be doing some bigger venues. Um, what, thoughts on the TNA name coming back? Does that does that help? Does that make you excited? I, I When everyone... I, I only saw it on Twitter, right? Or X, whatever the hell we're calling it. Um, where it was like TNA. I was like, TNA? And I was like, oh... Like they're rebranding mm-hmm. back to yeah. the way they used to be. I was like, that's fun. Like that's that's exciting. Um, I really hope that the production value though definitely goes up because mm-hmm. that's been my biggest deterrent from watching Impact is it feels like they're only performing in front of like twelve people, mm-hmm. and that really hurts the overall vibe for me. Yeah, I like that they're doing this at the start of the 2024 calendar year Agreed. instead of doing it randomly in like September, October right. of the year before. Right. Because I feel like you can just, it like if you're a skeptical fan, yeah. I feel like it's going to be like a, it's going to be like your raw and spent like season premiere mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. where you kind of, you're going to put on a big show for your first TNA show yep. to get people hooked in. Right. And you're going to get like your yeah. solidified roster, put yep. your best matches out there and you're going to go straight from, you know, yeah, I believe, I believe it's starting with that hard to kill paper. It is, right? yeah, yeah. January of tw- early January of twenty twenty four mm-hmm. is going to be the first one, and so, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's exciting. Um, I, I don't think it necessarily makes that big of a difference to me because no. I, I occasionally watch Impact. Yeah, just yeah, in general. I, I'll tune in every once in a while when I see something happen. I go, oh, okay, that's kind of yeah. neat. Like yeah. I am like. So like when casual people watch like the Rumble and Mania and that's mm-hmm. it. I usually am like the casual person that watches Slammiversary and Bound for Glory, right? And that's about it, right? Um, which are their two big shows of the year, yeah. And so, um, I I might try to tune into more shows if yeah. it looks good. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, right? I I, I, I kind of said the same thing about the NWA when they said they were going to kind of up their production value, and then I watched an episode, and I went, this is not that much better, this is awful, and I don't want to watch it ever again. Um, so I, I'm excited. I think it's cool. I, I like the – I was a big TNA guy. I was, mm-hmm. a, I was a weekly viewer of TNA. It was Thursday nights on Spike, man. Like, mm-hmm. I was – I watched it. Basically, from the moment they went, to, I, I remember when they were a one hour on Spike and then they went to two. It was like, oh, shit. OK, cool. Um, and then also was there when, you know, Hogan and Eric Bischoff decided to run into the ground. That was fun, too. But um, how can you go wrong? Yeah, very clearly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm excited for it. I think it's cool. I like the nostalgia aspect of it. Right. It's a, it's, it's a rebranding with an established name. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an interesting kind of dynamic there. Um, I'm excited to see kind of what that first, pay- I might tune into that first pay-per-view just to kind of see, you know, where do we go from there? Right. Um, I know there's some reports out there that impact would welcome a CM Punk to their roster. Maybe, maybe they got something tuned up there. I don't know. Right. You know, it's a steals apparently trying out as a producer there. So he's got his best friend. So, mm, okay. <laughs> um, Lovely. so, you know, it'd be interesting for sure, but I thought that was just kind of, you know, kind of one of those cool things. Um, anything on the horizon though, Mike, you got to, I mean, we got wrestle kingdom coming up here in the next, you know, couple months, right? Makes, you know, you just say wrestle kingdom. It just, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, we got that coming up, right? We've got Survivor Series. We kind of saw some of those immediate. I don't know if you saw SmackDown at all, right? Mm-hmm. Where started teasing, you know, Nick Aldis kicking out Adam Pierce, where it's yeah. like, oh, so the games have begun. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm really excited for that Team SmackDown versus Team <laughs> Raw 10-man tag. How Woo! can you go wrong? SmackDown wins every year because we got to tell them that that's the A show, mm-hmm. even though no one believes no you. No one believes you. That's so funny. How did they ever get away with doing the bragging rights pay per view along with Survivor Series? You know what? The, you know what the funny part about the House, bragging rights yeah. was was it was like a month before Survivor Series. I know it was always so in October. Stupid. Well, because those few years they went away from the SmackDown versus Raw at Survivor Series yeah. and just did like. Normal. Randy Orton and team versus Kofi Kingston and team. Yeah. So like we're like we had bragging rights last month. Like, we don't need to do this yeah, again. Right. We already know SmackDown's a smear your brain. SmackDown did win every single time, by the way. Like all the time, actually. Literally every single time, I feel like. Remember the one year where they added NXT? I don't think we're all won a single one that year. Oh, that was the survivorship. Yeah. No, they didn't because NXT won like four of them. Well, and NXT the, won like four yeah. or five and then SmackDown won the one. Yeah. And like Raw like, didn't win any of them. Yeah, because it was the, I think the world title at the time, right? Was was that was that Brock and uh, Daniel? Yeah, was that yeah. that one? Or Cause, yeah, because Cole defended against Pete Dunn that night. Because yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, they're not going to put. Yeah, the like, world titles yeah. weren't against each other, but all but, like, the, the other mid cards were the, the tags, tags were, yep, and then and the women's. The, yeah, yep, yeah, and then and like NXT won all of them, yeah, which I thought like, was really oh fun. yeah, we did it, and everyone was like, okay, cool. And then Shannon Baszler's push went immediately down the drain immediately after that. Like it's actually kind of crazy to think about. Um, oh, speaking of which, though, I did want to ask you about this, Mike. Thoughts on Triple H? Being officially kind of anointed head of creative. Mm-hmm. Vince is out yep. per Ari Emanuel, the sure. head of that TKO company, right? He wants everything oh, to yeah. kind of remain siloed out and all that stuff. Thoughts on Vince kind of getting the kick out and being like, stop fucking with stuff. <laughs> um, I thought that was kind of big, like under the radar news that mm-hmm. I don't think enough people were kind of talking about. At the time. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's, I think the important thing is just have one main person in creative. No shit. And not having, like, multiple. Because I think the annoying part about watching SmackDown and Raw sometimes mm-hmm. is... And you really don't get it with NXT, even though I don't watch NXT weekly. But at least it doesn't affect it too <laughs> much. Does. No one does. I actually know people that do. 
Shut and it's up. crazy. Get out of here. I do know a lot of people that do. Like, did you know Tony D'Angelo was a blah, 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 it's blah? Un- it's actually unbelievable. Listen, I'm look- I'll am i probably watch Halloween Havoc in the next couple weeks. Sure. But, um, but yeah, we're all on SmackDown. Um, I, yeah, I think it's good instead of like like Triple H having this whole show and this whole idea right now. And Vince, and Vince goes, nope. actually, no, 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 no. Here's what I want to do. Right. And then it just, you could tell the weeks Vince does it because the storylines don't make, make sense. any sense anymore. Yeah, it's, everything's disheveled. Everything's changed. Like you have like Gunther and like Bronson Reed starting a feud right. for two weeks. And all of a sudden it's like, now we're going to have Gunther and Chad Gable have a match. I right. go, right. Wow. Oh, Chad, oh yeah, what? Bronson Reed's Bronson not, Reed's on not television. even yeah, yeah, he's not on television. It has nothing to do with it. I go, where's Bronson Reed? And then like three weeks later, Bronson Reed comes back, and I go, oh, so Triple H is now Got back in charge. Now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like you could tell when the, it goes back and forth in that aspect. Right. So I just want the one cohesive guy right. who just plans these shows out mm. because then the pay-per-views Makes are sense. always so much better. Because yes. post-WrestleMania, when like Triple H was purely doing it yeah. for like the first two pay per views or three yeah. pay per views, they were pretty good. Yeah, for B shows for like Backlash. Yeah. And Backlash might have been one of the best shows of the year yeah. with the crowd there. Oh yeah, um, you know, Night of Champions, all that. Like they were all really good shows. And it was because Triple H had his whole yeah, thing we, that we he wanted to do, and, and we got continuity. So well, you saw backstage morale was better, right? You saw those reports. You saw people were like, okay, pretty disheartened when Vince came back and was starting to get involved in stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I find it fascinating you know it's kind of bit vince in the ass a little bit right not from a financial aspect obviously, obviously but no. um from you know like he wanted to be, come back and get involved and then ari emmanuel who is his boss right in the way it's structured it's yep. like no let you know let's let paul do his thing and mm-hmm. you know we'll kind of go with it so i'm really interested i think this wrestlemania and i know we're we're you know we're five six months out yeah, you but, brought russell king no wrestlemania is four i know four no but my guess my point is is that if this is the way we're going going forward right and vince is kind of out of major decisions you know obviously we're going to still see this bloodline thing finish up at mania and all that good stuff but okay. we hope well, we can um, hope I'm I'm just fascinated to see what this WrestleMania is going to look like because I think for the for the fan like us, I think it is going to be one of the better WrestleManias in a very long time. Like I really do think that it's going to be a situation of you're going to have probably some of the best in ring work mm-hmm. that we've seen at a WrestleMania. I mean, in a hot minute. I mean, with the idea of cards that you could put out there, yeah. If they do some of those yeah. ideas, I now, mean, you're gonna still get that celebrity element, right? Yeah. You're still gonna get some matches where you go, "Oh God, okay, yeah. sure." But like, if Logan Paul's on the show, that kind of suffices that, and you're like, "Okay, I'm not upset by that," yeah. right? Um, there's a real chance this could be one of the more like in ring wise, one of the better wrestling. I would say, I think. I mean, if you take last year's and Triple H wasn't even fully in charge of it yeah. from last year's, yeah. but he had like his fingerprints mm-hmm. on most of the stuff that was happening. Mm-hmm. If you just take what he did last year's right. and then you just slap it onto this year's, but now he has full control. Yeah. I mean, right. I think, I think you could be talking like top five, top three manias. I wonder what, I wonder where we'd rank that mania last year of Cody one. Oh my God. It'd be unbelievable. Seriously. Right. Like, like that's the thing you left off where you're like, you forget I the amount of quality that was on that show. I think really legit, I think legitimately, yeah. I like, I'm not even joking. Yeah. It'd probably be top three for me. Yeah. I, it was pretty damn good all the way. Like through. I, I don't think I said, I don't yeah. think there was a match where you're like, that oh. I remember I was like, this sucks. Yeah. Right. 
like actually sucks. Yeah, right. like you didn't have your like Randy Orton Bray Wyatt's yeah. where you're just like, wow, I wish this would end sooner. Yeah, like there wasn't a single match. I think all the matches got the right time. Yeah. I think like the Cena theory stuff was like, all right, it was like eight minutes in and yep. out. Like yep. you didn't have to sit there for forty minutes and watch it. Like mm-hmm. I think I think from top to bottom, if Cody would have won, yeah. I probably would put it at like. Honestly, maybe two or three. Yeah, it's it's it was it like, was I'm really not, good like not even like no yeah I, I'm I'm that's why I'm excited for this year right because I'm very fascinated with what they're gonna do with the yeah. rumble I'm fascinated what they're gonna do with this and, money in the and bank for thing. how much I am annoyed that they didn't pull the trigger last year I do think it will be diluted a little bit mm-hmm. because of the year that they had yeah but if Cody does win it this year with like. Gunther versus Rollins, you could have, mm-hmm. and Bianca being on yeah. there, and all these people, be, and Rhea defending yep. her title. Like with Jay Cody, Cargill, yeah, Jay Cargill and Charlotte potentially being out there and stuff. It's like yeah. if Cody ends up winning it on night two, and yeah. you have a, and you have Rollins and Gunther, yeah. and Gunther's, if Gunther's holding it at night one, yeah. and Cody's holding <laughs> night two. <laughs> How much better can you really get? Like, I like, like in all honesty, how no, much I'm better can you. you really get? No, I'm with you. I get it. I, I'm not. I'm. That's why I brought it up because when you really start to piece some of this stuff together, right? And and I'm and I think and I've been on this train for a hot second, basically since Vince kind of left. I've been very okay with like the majority of like their champions, right? And they're yeah. kind of the run outside. I mean, the U.S. titles struggle a little bit, but as soon as Logan Paul wins it. We're going to at, up at uh, Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Yeah, which will be in a couple weeks, right? Yeah. A week um, from Saturday. Yeah, so obviously we're talking about that. And the other thing, too, that I think is kind of lost upon this kind of last year, year and a half or so, is the development of new stars. Mm-hmm. Okay? Rhea, stud, right? And we, we saw that kind of coming, right? We knew that, you know. Um, L.A. Knight, bona fide stud. superstar, right? Um, I would even say a guy like Damian Priest is got – is ready to explode pretty yeah. much any time. The reinvention of Finn Balor, right, has been really good. Um, even guys like Shinsuke coming back, right, in kind of this scene. I think, Roll- Rick, you know what I mean? Ricochet. Ricochet, I yes, another example. one. Rollins being kind of anointed as the working man's world champion, right? You're kind of seeing that. You've got this Gunther thing still going on. Um you know, you've got basically Jimmy and Jay now as individual stars, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff kind of going on where you go, oh, shit, they got some depth now mm-hmm. that I don't think people really realized at the time. You know, I think the fact that Roman's been champion for this long, I think, has made people kind of not realize how much change and how much they really have going on. Mm-hmm. But once Roman drops the title, you're going to go, the whole, our whole, like, you've been basically, like, pent up where we're like, now we can just go, Here's all these matches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like pretty much immediately, it's gonna be a whirlwind for this next couple of years. Yeah, no, I, I for as much as like I, oh, like putting in the caveat that he loses at forty. Yeah, he's gonna lose. The, he's gonna lose for the love of God. Please, it's not gonna no. be Rock. They've already said it's yeah. not gonna be. But like, that. please just lose at forty. Yeah, it's gonna be like bad. add this over. But once that door opens, where it's not like one or two people can be a WWE champion, yeah. and it's literally. Anybody could right. be WWE champion now. Right. Yeah. Um, every match feels like, oh shit. Every maybe. match, yeah. yeah. Especially with a guy like Cody having it. Yes. It feels like anybody. And like, he's like, it's funny because we always talk about how it's like, we don't want a champion that thinks he's going to lose all the time. Mm-hmm. But Cody's like that rare bona fide guy who he's good enough to not believe that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I go, I wouldn't be shocked. Right. Yeah. If. You could. You could talk yourself into a situation. It's like Rollins right now, right? Like, yeah. you can talk yourself into the situation. Maybe Drew beats him. Right? Yeah. Do we think it's going to happen? Probably, Probably not. not. But if they did, you go, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I just think that 
as good as they are doing business wise right now, I really think they're only hitting the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And I and I and I real and I know everyone's gonna be like, well, you're the WWE guy. Maybe so, but like you, you are a little bit of the WWE. Probably, guy, but. right? But it's just because there are moments like this, and there's there's times in, in their run, right, where you just go, This is why WWE is different than AEW, mm-hmm. right? And you're starting to see that a little bit. I know Jericho got up in a tiz about the ratings and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I was like, you really need to calm it down. But this is where I go. When WWE wants to do it and wants to do it right, mm-hmm. they really can't be matched. And, and yeah. it's just it's just one of those scenarios. Now, in ring-wise, maybe they can, right? But it's because they're two very different styles, right? But there's also the reason why guys like Kenny and the Bucks and Hangman and Osprey and all these other guys at least have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, what if? Because whether people like it or not, People's end goal is never going to be AEW. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It's just. It's just not. It's just not a thing. At least for the next ten to fifteen years, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, everyone's going to go. I kind of want to see if I can do it in WWE, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have the outliers, but for the most part, you're going to go. Well, let me just see, right? Maybe let's yeah. just see what happens. Yeah, you I know? just think I just think AEW just offers a completely different. Oh, it's it's idea. the alternative. Yeah. It's the alternative. It's like I think I think for guys like. Osprey and so, and like Kenny maybe yeah. and some of these yeah. guys. I don't even think it's necessarily like, like I don't know if I want. Like I think they would all do WWE, yeah. but I think a lot of these guys are like I want to do like all around the world. Yeah, because I think how wrestling's opened up a lot yeah. over the last couple years. Um, well, with like New Japan and stuff like it's way more accessible to watch mm-hmm. and everything. Where it's like if I'm like Will Osprey, he's like I don't want to live in the states and do all this state stuff. Right. So I like mm-hmm. if I can work AEW. And then go work New Japan and mm-hmm. in in Britain and all that in London and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather do that than just be WWE. Yeah. I think that's like the slight difference that AEW has over. I'm WWE is trying to cross over there and do a lot more stuff over there, which yeah. is enticing. But I'm I'm interested to kind of see what the strategic um, plan is for WWE in the next couple of years with. Now, once the merger is kind of set and we're you know just kind of the new way we live life, right? Okay, what is the plan, right? Mm-hmm. We heard about there's going to be a new NXT Europe at some point, right? Yeah. Those have kind of been delayed, right? Is that going to be a thing? We mm-hmm. thought at one point, okay, we're going to get an NXT China, right? So we're going to get something in Asia. We're going to get something. Yeah, I don't love all of those. But huh? I don't love Yeah, that. no, but I guess the point is, right? And and here's the thing, though, right? If they go in and buy Pro Wrestling Noah like mm-hmm. they were going to try to do a few years ago, Maybe that's not the worst thing in the world because mm-hmm. you just kind of buy that foothold, right? Yeah. And, like, that's a thing. I don't think any company is necessarily without the the number, right? Like, if, if WWE went to New Japan and went, look, here's what we're going to offer, and it's some ridiculous number, right? They'd be stupid not to listen. Probably. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think the the fundamental thing that I think is where WWE has the edge, at least right now, when it comes to going, you know, like, all right, you know, shot for shot, I guess is the best way of putting yeah. that, right? Is that WWE has a factory mm-hmm. that's going to continuously churn out new stars, right? AEW, and you're starting, I think, to see that a little bit, right? They don't have that. AEW was able to do what Ring of Honor was doing, right? And what NXT did for a long time. Who's the top indie names out there? Mm-hmm. Come on over. Yeah, put right? them on a big exactly. Platform. Yeah. We're gonna get all of the best unsigned talent, and we're gonna sign them, and we're gonna roll right. Mm-hmm. 
as you can tell now, the indie scene's not the same, right? When we first started this show, there was Ring of Honor. There was Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. There was these shows where you go, okay, PWG's dead for all intents and purposes, right? They don't they do not do anything anymore. Ring of Honor is a third of a third brand mm-hmm. because AEW exists. WWE is going, okay, let's, we'll still bring in those guys, but we're also going to take athletes and we're going to show them how to do this the right yeah. way. AEW is going to need to figure out how to sustain, yeah. you know what I mean, long-term. Mm-hmm. Kenny's not long for this world. Mm-hmm. Brian's done after a year, right? Edge is not long for this world. Some of their, I mean, for every MJF you have, you've got three of those guys. No, 100 right? yeah. You know what I mean? And that was the concern we had for the longest time with WWE, too, right? Okay, man, we got Edge and Daniel Bryan in the main event. And you're like, okay, these guys are like 40. What are we going to do when AJ Styles can't go every single night? What are we going to do, you know? No. Yeah. And and so I am, I'm fascinated with what AEW is going to do in that regard, right? I'm sure there's a plan or something. You know what I mean? Um, but that's going to be the real kicker in mm. the next five, six, seven years where it's like, okay, these guys are going to start to fade away a little bit. You know, Randy Orton's not here anymore. Okay, that's okay. We've got this guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that is something that I think Ring of Honor needs to turn into for them is that avenue to train, develop, get television time, get on HBO Max, do what you got to do, and become your second brand. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got Dynamite Collision, whatever, that you're on SmackDown. Get that show ready to go where you're developing talent, where you go, remember he was on Ring of Honor television. He's a former three-time Ring of Honor tag champ. Yeah. Now he's on Dynamite. And I think think a lot of the Ring of Honor stuff, I know we shit on it all the time because it's not good at all. It's not good. No. I do think... And I'm I, I, this yeah. maybe is more of a hope than a probably guarantee yeah. that when they get their Mac streaming service, I think it'll be better. Where they're doing the like what Peacock does yeah. for WWE yeah. is going to be AEW and Ring of Honor for yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, I do think there should be there will be like a weekly one hour show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be NXT. Well, I don't think there's a concrete plan yet, right? No. Like so, in my perfect world, and this is just me, right? If you wanted to take. Ring of Honor, you know what you need to do after the first year of being on HBO Max? Stop having your AEW talent on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Because you're not giving anybody else that television time to develop. You can have your QT Marshalls, yeah. your Colt Cabanas, those guys on Ring of Honor my, television. My, my hope right now yeah. is because they know the Ring of Honor product right. isn't good because right. they don't have the service or they're not on TV yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. My hope is that... They realize that, so that's why yeah, the Hung Bucks are the six man champs right, right now. They're just biding and their time. They're biding their time yeah. until they can get their weekly show off the ground. I agree with that a thousand percent. And then they'll finally be like, okay, the Hung Bucks are going to lose this big match to yep. this up and coming six man team. Yep. And there we go. And now yeah. you built them. And that's my hope. hope. Yeah, me too. Is that. They're just here so when Ring of Honor has Final Battle, right. people pay to watch Final Battle right. because you have the Hung Bucks, you have Adam Cole and MGF. Right, I guess. And you'll have yeah. Eddie Kingston and these guys well, that people like. Well, let's think. If they were on HBO Max, too, if you were telling me, like, the Ring of Honor people, I'll buy that. I, I, I mean, I'll watch it on a streaming service if I already have it, right? Like, yeah. here's the thing. I don't necessarily think I want to buy every single WWE event. I don't, am I really going to want to buy Backlash? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a tough sell every single month, right? But yeah. with the streaming services, it helps. That's why, I like, they need to get on one because I don't really want to pay for every single AEW pay-per-view and spend $50, $65 yeah. every six weeks. And that was the hard part about changing their, their thing from five to eight or nine Yeah, is when you're doing four or five. It's, it's, it's manageable. Like, it's like, all right, if I'm paying $60, but you're getting a nine-match banger card, mm-hmm. 
like all out yeah. 2021 was right. or you know some of these revolution shows or whatever yeah. it's like all right i can do it if i'm getting a 60 minute iron man match with mjf and daniel o'brien right. when some of these shows i'm like okay so your main event is the stadium yeah. stampede yeah we got Hobbs and Miro. Yeah, as or my like semi-main. All, all Out was, you know, Moxley yeah. and Orange Cassidy, or right. you get your um, right. Christian versus Darby Allen as main event. You're right. like, I don't know if I want 60, bucks $60 for? for that. Right. Because like WWE would do the same thing where they're like, all right, we're going to give you Cody versus Jey Uso. Yeah. And I go, I'm not necessarily going to pay $60 to right. watch that as the main yeah. event. Sorry. Right. So, right. Exactly. I get that. Yeah. So it's, it's fascinating. There's a lot of stuff in the fire, obviously. Right. Um, it's exciting, though. It really is. I mean, yeah. we're getting to the time, too. Right. We're getting to the holiday season. We're getting to rumble time. Right. We're getting to. Yeah. We're really going to start picking up some steam again. Um, you know, we've, we're. I'm fascinated with AEW is going to do with MJF and kind of this thing. I, I mean, uh, with cold surgeries, I'm like, I don't know. It's like you, like you hold off pattern. Now, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. You know, yeah, they, they need to get healthy. AEW has been hit so hard with injuries the last two years. It has been. Mm-hmm. It's honestly. Been I, I feel bad for Tony Khan because everyone gives him shit. But I go every time he has a really good storyline, gets someone hurt. gets hurt yep. or Punk mouths off or something, <laughs> and then he has to switch because like. Here's the thing. I was like, with the, like Punk and MJF for uh, like a full gear for a title could have been awesome, mm-hmm. but then like one mouth solve or someone gets hurt and then it can't happen. It's like it's just so unfortunate mm-hmm. that he gets hit with these injuries or or oh, yeah. they were gonna do Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson at that one rev- at yep. Uh, yep. Forbidden Door and then they both get hurt and right. I go, uh-huh. yep. then you lose that match. Oh, then- Brian! Oh, I broke his arm. Ugh. Exactly. Yeah. It's like oh him and him and Kenny Omega were gonna be like the main event yeah. of London. Oh, man, but yeah, now right. he can't because he broke his arm. It's like, right. oh, come on, man. Yeah, exactly. It's just unfortunate, but... And WWE goes through that, like, three, four years ago. We were talking about how, like, everyone and their mom in WWE was mm-hmm. hurt, so... Yeah, for sure. It, no. It's a it's a circular thing. It just sucks that it feels like it's hitting AEW a lot right now. Yeah. I just think because there's not... For as much as I talk about how they have such great depth in, like, their heavyweight division, below that, you're like... They're just piecing. Right. You get like trying to piece it together. They just throw like John Silver into every mid-card title match. I know. And I was like, like, man, that's like these battle of the belts suck. They're not good. I don't enjoy them. They were good like the first two times they tried it. But now I feel like it's just uh, TBS going. TBS is like, hey, can we get an extra hour? It's like battle of the belts. And I go, it's not really battle of the belts when you put like (laughs) TBS and the TNT title on it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's shift focus. Let's talk about the big news of the weekend. Michigan, Michigan State. Um, it was a football game, I think. Was I'm not 100% sure. I know one team played football. The other team scrimmaged. <laughs> <laughs> they threw uh, someone out there. Yeah, they, they, they tried to you know learn to play the game. Mm-hmm. Michigan with a big win, 49 nothing over the Michigan State Spartans in Michigan State. So, oh. you know, in East Lansing. Uh, biggest home loss for the Spartans, I think, ever. I think is what they said. I, I think, mean, that's yeah. not I think it's the I mean, fifth biggest margin of victory in the in the rivalry. I think for okay. Michigan. So and that's think, not necessarily yeah like shocking. Yeah, Forty nine. The, the, the other ones were like in like the fifties and like the twenties and shit. Yeah, yeah something sure. like crazy. But anyway, uh, big win for Michigan. I don't necessarily think we need to go too far. Like delve into the game. The game is what it is. Right. Michigan State is clearly in a state of turbulence i guess yeah. you know it's just not good right and we know that i don't i don't feel the need to come out here and kick a team when it's down when it's it's not necessarily like i don't blame the players let me put it that way like you're in a situation right now where you're like this is shit yeah we all know it's shit we're just trying to get through it the best we can we're trying mm-hmm. to evaluate some young guys um michigan is arguably the best team in the country right now 
it, that's a that's a tough ask, right? Um, what I more want to talk about though is from a Michigan perspective, because I mean, once until we start hearing about who's going to be coming to Michigan State, it's kind of hard to be like, hey, what about this guy? But from a Michigan perspective, seeing what we saw at Penn State and Ohio State this week, right? How confident are you still that Michigan is the team out of the Big Ten this year? I, did, did Ohio State do enough to show you something? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't imagine Penn State did by going thirteen for fifty nine for you know hundred yards passing. But mm-hmm. did did is Michigan still in your mind the team right now? And have they done enough to prove maybe with the injury to Brock Bowers are they the best team in the country? Yeah, I mean they proved that they're the best team in the Big Ten to me. Yeah, I mean. Watching that Ohio State Penn State game, I said, I'm going to be upset if Michigan doesn't beat Penn State and Ohio State. Like I'm going to be too. really upset if they don't. Well, win because that. they play each other, and here's the thing: yeah. so one is ranked Ohio State's ranked three, mm-hmm. Penn State's ranked six mm-hmm. or seven or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're both top eight teams right. at the at, yep. at the calling, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea is like, oh well, they're playing. You know, they're both really really good teams. So you know, they're tit for tat. And I go, maybe they're just both good. <laughs> like maybe they're not like awesome teams. Right. And so when you put two I think their defenses are both pretty solid. Yeah. So when you put two pretty solid defenses against two average offenses, mm-hmm. that's the game you're gonna get, in my opinion. Like I was I was watching this game going, neither side can throw the ball very accurately. <laughs> neither side can run the ball no. for anything. Yeah. Um and I don't think it's necessarily both Penn State and Ohio State have a top three defense in the country, and that's why they can't move the ball. I just think their offenses aren't very good. <laughs> yeah. It's I, good. I mean, that's it's just really good. what it was. was I think in the Big Ten, I think it's like Michigan is your S tier, and then there's the A tier. Like, there is a tier mm-hmm. where Ohio State, Penn State are, and yeah. then there's like, there's not even a B tier. Then you go to the C tier <laughs> to find like <laughs> your Iowa's. <laughs> oh you find goodness. like your Iowa's. Yeah, uh, who just lost, lost to Minnesota, Minnesota or your Rutgers? Hey, they're bowl eligible for the first time. Yeah, they're like five and two or six and two years now or whatever like they are. Like, but they got blown out by Michigan and Ohio State this year. So I, I don't know. Like, what there's, is there's not like? another team yeah. there. It's three teams, and one is so much better than the other two. It looks like. I don't know what we're gonna do if the Lions are actually good, Why? and with Michigan also being good. Well, they're like, not gonna be good together for very long. No. Well, you never know. Everyone's losing their quarterback, so That's Michigan, true. Michigan could. I know. mean, I think Michigan will be fine. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be in the gonna, national championship. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they're going to be like, especially with the influx of. Like, the this way, I think they're still going to be in the playoff every single year. I think they could be. Yeah. Strongly, like top twelve. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, their schedule next year's hard shit, yeah, but like, I do think they could be in the park um, of future. You know, I, I mean, let me ask you this: from a wholesale, right? We've seen a couple teams have struggles. Right, Texas has struggled the last couple weeks. Right, they escaped Houston. Yeah. Um, USC loses. You hate to see it. You uh, just you hate, just to, hate see to see it. North Carolina. Will Caleb play another game? That, that's a question. And that, thank you, thank you. Oh, for is that where you're going? No, 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 I'm sorry. no, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. But that's a great point. I didn't want to talk about that though. We saw North Carolina. Huge loss to a one and five Virginia team. Drake May, bro, what's happening? Talk about. Well, he had a really good game until the pick, the pick, yeah, and he got hit. So whatever. But no, no, I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying, oof, it's tough one. You remember Mac Brown's like, don't worry, I got this. Um, Not happy, but you know, so you're looking at it right for right now for where your money's at. Is Georgia still the team? Right, that Brock Bowers thing really has kind of got me shaken up a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's going to be out for basically probably until the postseason. So. They are still the team. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so what it is for me 
is it's the Michigan effect for the Big Ten is Georgia overall yeah. is until they lose it's hard to not I can't peg them, peg them down right. yeah. they're back to back national champions and they're undefeated this year yeah. like I can't go oh no Michigan just topped you because you lost a player right. because then it would be unfair when last year we lost Blake Corum uh-huh. then other teams should have jumped us right but that doesn't make sense right right you know what I mean because we still didn't lose like right. if they go four and zero the rest of the year without Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're still the team. You're still the team to beat. Yeah. Um. Now, if they lose a game, Michigan will be the number one team in the country. And then we'll talk. Right, but right, until right. that happens, right? Um. At Georgia's still number one for me. Yes. Okay. I want to talk about it because you brought it up, and I'm glad you did. Um. So USC loses, right? Mm-hmm. Drake May. Now they just lost their first game, right? Probably a good chance they're not making the final four. They now. won't make they, the final they, four. They needed to go on a home loss against a one in five team. You're yeah, not making. Yeah. Well, they needed. You to go can't undefeated. argue. Plus, that. you're North Carolina. You need to go undefeated anyway yes. to start off with, right? Yeah. So. You yep. need to go undefeated and beat Florida State, and then you go, there's your edge, you're in. Right, right. So, you know, so you you're did. seeing a couple of these quarterbacks now that there's a potential where you kind of go, eh, do I really want to do this anymore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, granted, they're getting that NIL money, so maybe maybe they have a little more incentive than they have in years past. But I guess my question to you, Mike, is if you're Caleb Williams, do you suit up again? No. Because I sure as hell don't. Nope. Two losses. Defense can't stop anybody. I'm not particularly playing all that great either. Mm-hmm. I'm not helping myself at this point. Maybe I don't play Oregon. Um, you know what I mean? Maybe I don't do that, and I just go to the draft, and everyone just tells me how nice I am. You know, I wouldn't play another game. Seriously. what He has no incentive. You are mm-hmm. not making the college football playoff. It is impossible at this point. It unless is impossible. Everybody implodes. Washington, Michael Penix would have to die. J.J. McCarthy would have to just become a Mormon and Brock Bowers had to be the most important piece exactly, of all time. Exactly. And they lose four games. Oh, and by the way, Nick Saban will have to finally go to hell where he blows. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like well, legitimately, seriously, like, it would be a Herculean effort for yes. them to somehow talk their way into it. It's a great word. Herculean. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, we talk about it and this is, and this is why I think this is fascinating. This is the first time we've seen somebody of Caleb Williams, potential draft status be out of the th- out of the yeah. hunt, right? Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence was in the hunt, right? Stroud in the hunt, right? Burrow, Burrow national champion, right? So your all Mariotas, these, yeah. Winston's, all even these guys, the Justin Herbert, if you win, you're in, right? They just didn't, didn't win, win yeah. you know. So you know your Bryce Youngs, your everybody, right? Like you were, you had a slimmer of a chance, right? Kyler's, you, you know, Bakers, yeah, everybody, everybody. So this is the first time in the college football playoff era that we have seen a guy who's probably going to go number one overall, despite some of my reservations, to, okay, where he's going to go to Chicago, Carolina, wherever, and you go, okay, what what do they do? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is unprecedented territory. Like, Because if he sits out, he's going to get shredded. Mm-hmm. And I mean shredded by everybody. And it's going to be the only question is, what's he going to look like at the Combine, right? Is And then if he doesn't throw the Combine, everyone's going to be like, what the hell? But yeah. What's he going to do is pro day. Exactly. The pro day. But, okay. but honestly, at this point in time, yeah. right, it's a business decision, you know, what does he so, do? So, actually, it, it does get... another game, and like uh-huh. he throws like three picks again, people are going to be like... Yeah, so the hard part for Caleb... Yeah. Is is actually I wouldn't play another game. Yeah, because I think right now people think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. So let them think that. Right, and right. it's one of those. Even if you're not, trick them into thinking it, so you get picked <laughs> number one and yeah. you get a lot of money. Yeah. So like at that great, but 
I think it's actually not the best look to sit out. No shit. Because you look like, like a quitter. Yeah, you like, look like a jet. Like oh, you you're were, not winning a national championship? Yeah, I don't give a fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, you were 6-0. and Everyone was talking your praises that you yeah. were 27 touchdowns, yeah. one pick. Kill Colorado. Awesome. Kill yeah. Colorado. And the second you lose, you're like, oh, I'm sitting out. Yeah. It's a terrible look to have yeah. if you're an NFL organization. Like, if the Lions were picking number one, and you go, and I go, Williams, you go, really? The quitter? The guy, the quitter, yeah, the guy who yeah. quit on his team. So when we because, start out 2-8, and eight, you're just going to stop playing? Exactly. <laughs> like that's that's the guy you want to pick. Like that's a tough ask. So um, it, it is a very difficult maneuver. I think he should play one or two more games yeah. and see how it goes. So like I here's think the here's, thing. so here's their schedule. I'll pull okay. up their schedule okay. to see what you're looking at. Yeah, because I know there's a game in between. Because um, it's like if he has a bad showing against, so he has Oregon. a bye week this upcoming week. Okay, unless. Uh, okay, USC. Oh, oh, this might not be good, actually. Uh-oh. So, um, oh, no, it is. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, th- this week they play at California, who's 3-4. and four. Okay, Cal Sox, next. So, Cal so- then they play home against Washington, <laughs> where their killed. defense won't <laughs> stop them get- once. Yeah, uh. And then they play at Oregon, home against UCLA. Oh, man, that's terrible. I think if you play that They Cal- weren't getting out of this gauntlet anyway. No, no, they weren't. But if you play at Cal and you put up great numbers, yep. you play at home, you lose, but you ball out against yeah, Washington. Right. Five touchdowns, Like you no and picks. Michael Penix are yeah. just six touchdowns right, each. Right, And But you're still out of it. And then you, you see, you'd have to play Oregon then. Yeah. If you win the next two, you have to play Oregon. Yeah. It really, in the back of your mind, the real the real play is you beat Cal, you play awesome against Washington, then lose. Yeah. Because that three losses, you can be like, I'm sitting out now. Yeah. And then you What's skip happened? Oregon. Oblique. Yeah, you just make up something. You're like, yeah, I'm feeling something. But it's, no, it's something yeah. in my non-throwing shoulder. Let me be yeah. very clear. My non-throwing shoulder. Some yeah, the, the problem with Caleb is I think he's a good prospect. Like, he is a very high upside prospect. His offensive line is so awful. Mm-hmm. Like, they are so bad yeah. that any team that brings an ounce of pressure, yeah. he's hitting, like, half a second. Yeah. It's like when you play Madden and the yeah. defensive edge auto guy shed. just auto-sheds every play, and you go, I don't have time to even look up past getting the snap. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like when he plays against, like, Utah. So, like, at Oregon, he's going to get killed mm-hmm. every single play. And it's not even necessarily his fault because he's trying to make plays happen, yeah. but he's just forcing everything because he has no time. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what you want him to do. Yeah, no. And his um, defense is ungodly terrible. Is he still your number one quarterback right now? Yeah. Okay. I think it's unfair not to, but I don't know if I would necessarily like want uh, he's, he's, I think I think Drake May is more pro-ready. Yeah. Like, I think if you drafted him, yeah. he would be a much easier start on day one. Yeah. But I think Caleb has the upside. To yeah, I think, pick Ca- him. I think Caleb is going to struggle early. I do too. I think he's going to go to a bad team. Well, he's going to go to like Chicago right. with no offensive line, exactly. not a lot of receivers, and right. a bad defense. Right. And everyone's going to expect him to be Mahomes and throw seven touchdowns every game. Yep. He's just not going to be able to do it. Nope, I agree with you. Yeah, Or he's going to go to Arizona is, or wherever. And this is this is the, the point I've been touting yeah. is I don't even know if Drake May will necessarily be that much better because he's going to get drafted to like a Giants or Arizona. something, or Arizona <laughs> next, or something, and it's like, okay, that's not much better. The guy who's actually going to benefit a lot from yeah. this, yeah. and we talk about it a yeah. lot, is Michael Penix. Yeah, because he's going to go to that middle of the tier team. He's going to go to that Dallas or some shit, and he's going to be insulated, and he's got the arm, and he's going to look awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why Hennon Hooker is in a good spot here. Yeah, honestly. because if, if they ever if they ever want to 
dip off yeah. of golf, you go, okay, he's... They're not dipping off of golf. No, but, yeah. like, if they ever did, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying if next year he falls off an absolute mountain or something. They'll already have an extension done. Yeah. He's getting the But, getting uh, like, Kendall Hooker could come in after three years of, like, sitting yeah, and... Pull the Brady or pull the, you know, pull the Matt Castle where he looks good for a couple days. Yeah. Um, That is such a fascinating thing to watch is with some of these highly touted players, right? Like if Michigan was losing, right? It's like, okay, is JJ still going to play? Like what's my incentive to play? Right? Mm -hmm. Like it is so fast. And we're a year off. So like if the 12 team playoff was still available, yeah, this is not a discussion. No, for sure. Even right. with these two losses. Yeah. yeah. You, it's rough, but if you go if beat, you beat Washington, Washington Oregon, Oregon, you're right back in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you could be a 10 seed and make something happen. Yeah. But with the four team playoff, you're just, you're going to have, you're going to compete with Georgia who's probably going to be undefeated. Mm-hmm. And when they're, Big Ten is going to be Michigan and they're going to be undefeated probably win the big 10. And then you're going to have, um, Florida State probably will win the ACC and probably be undefeated. And Washington. And then Washington or Oregon. Yeah. Honestly, Washington Oregon will probably be the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. And one that, of them is that. probably going to get in. Yep. And an outsider's chance of, like, Texas, Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. if Oklahoma beats Texas again and they're somehow undefeated, there's your other argument. Right. USC has no argument against any of that. No, no, for sure. And then you still have like an Alabama, right? And then who's Alabama, gonna who's yeah. who's going to probably be eleven and one, be yep. in the SEC championship game. And if your only loss is to home against Texas, yeah. and against Georgia, who's undefeated, right. that's still not the worst resume out there either. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's fascinating for sure. I'm um, looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Obviously, Michigan have some big games. You got Penn State coming up. You know, Maryland in between that. Yeah, and then Maryland one, I think, is the one that if you're going to be worried about something. I'm not super yeah. worried about it, but, like, it's... Well, Talia's going to Talia, and he's going to have a good first half and then fall off Fall bar in the second half, yeah. yeah. But it's just that the, the they always schedule the week before Ohio State. They always get that fucking... Yeah, scare. Good scare team. Illinois last year, right? Yeah, I mean, when you lose, like, your three running backs, it does That's help tough. in that scare, that but yeah. same, same point. Made JJ a man, damn it. Um... <laughs> I got him prepared. Hell yeah. Got him prepped. Um, Get that throw out there to Cornelius. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Um, Obviously, like I said, be on the lookout for the next episode of the Knockout Hour. Mike's been doing a great job over there, so make sure you guys are looking at that. Uh, Next week, we'll do another wrestling check-in, prepare for Crown Jewel. Um, We'll probably talk. We may talk a little lines depending on the result of this game. Um, It may be too much to handle, but we'll definitely uh, be hitting on. (laughs) I'm just saying, if, if, if if they win prior to this recording, my goodness, it's things are going to get crazy real quick. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's Merkel, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca. We will see you guys, as always, next time.